0: Friday guys, we have a nice seven-game slate to talk about here. Uh, this is your first time watching. Welcome to the channel. My name is DK. Make content for DraftKings for Dave Fantasy Sports, Prize Picks, and NBA Top Shot. Uh, the sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks, which is again a player prop site. Um, been doing a or did a video giveaway yesterday. So, how it's gonna work is um I'm gonna make another a separate video and I'm gonna look through all the comments and I'm gonna pick five uh, of the top player or five of the uh you know top player pops that um, or in the comment section. Um, and then post that in a, uh, another video tomorrow. And if all five hit, I'll do a giveaway uh, and one of the five uh, people that I selected will win that uh, $50. So that's how it works. But yeah, with prize picks, uh, again, um, you're just picking player props. You can take over under fancy points, points, assists, rebounds, three pointers made. You can mix and match sports. Um, it's really, really fun to play. So if you guys want to give it a try, if you're a new user, you can sign up. using my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. And if you're a big, big into prize picks, check out my video, that'll be up right after this. And leave a comment with your favorite prize pick for tomorrow. I know the board, not a ton up yet. Uh, so I'll wait a little bit to make my second video um, tomorrow uh, going over all the comments. Okay, so. Let's uh let's take a look back, man, up here from tonight. So just a subpar night for myself. Um, once again, I made a pivot that cost me, to no surprise, right? It's basically every single slate that happens. But once we got that Kevin Love starting news, I did pivot to get him in, um, which left me kind of in a weird salary range. So I went from Jonas Valanciunas, um, Justin Anderson, and Terry Taylor up to Kevin Love, Slow Mo, and Gogo Matazzi, just because once I went, from JV to Love, I had some extra salary, so you know I went to slow mo and go go. We're both fine, but neither played in the blowout. Uh, while while Chalk, Justin Anderson, and Chalk Terry Taylor both played in the blowout, so the blowout actually really really hurt me there. Um, but yeah, Porzingis was was a letdown. That was a little bit disappointing. Um, but other than that, you know that was that was a look back. Uh, core was Drew Levine, uh, Portis, and Tyus Jones, who were all again very very popular there. But I want to get a little bit different. I knew a lot of people would go to Jokic, who actually had a bad game tonight. So, yeah, I went to Porzingis' and play. Didn't work out. But I don't regret that, regret that play at all. I'm a little bit tilted that um, my original build probably would have been cashing. But, again, never. 99% of the time I make a change, it's it's going to go in the wrong direction. But that's it for the look back, guys. Winning lineup in the Thunderdome. Tyus Jones-Levine, Justin Anderson, who smashed Terry Taylor. Again, these two are very, very popular. Uh, Vucevic, um, Drew Holiday, Slow Mo. And Jokic, which uh, was based on my exact same line, I think, as <laughs> or, uh, Jonas Daltonis here. Um, are pretty similar. Pretty similar line to my original build. But, um, yeah, again, Jokic, 75%. Holiday, 75%. Terry, 75%. Levine, 100%. And very, very chalky slate. Okay, so let's talk about the seven game we're starting on the Utah side. Great, great matchup here. Still no, Bogdanovich. We'll see about the status of Whiteside. Top two guys, Mitchell and Gobert, I think both look pretty good. Mitchell gonna play huge minutes, should play, you know, close to 40 minutes. Um, and does have a very high ceiling, and I like the matchup a lot. So I think he looks pretty good. I think Gobert makes a pretty safe play as well, should play, you know, low 30s minutes. Um, and like the spot here against the Charlotte Hornets front court. As far as the other guards go, I think Conley and Clarkson are both in play here. Conley should play over 30 minutes in a competitive game. Last game was a blowout, so don't be super worried there. I think Clarkson's been playing pretty big against on the bench as well. I would assume he plays at least 30. He only played 27, again, because of the massive blowout. But, um, yeah, I think the two other guards in the mid-range of the Utah look okay. Definitely don't play NAW, my boy, who's you know, basically not in the rotation. Ristlin, you have 3-9. He's a safe value play. He's probably not going to kill you. Probably won't win you a tournament, but most likely gets you 15 to 20. So, yeah, I think he's actually a pretty safe play. As far as the rest go, they did start Eric Pascal last game. if he starts again. I think he's a fair play, 3.3. You know, Rudy Gay's been up and down, but I guess he's viable as well. On the Charlotte side, so Lamella Ball finally played minutes, right? He played 39 minutes. It's a bit frustrating because at times, so they're only playing him like 30 minutes. But when the minutes are there, he's going to produce. So Utah is not the same defensive team as they have been in the years past, right? So we definitely still target players against Utah. I think Lamella Ball, like if you're confident he's gonna play close to 40 minutes, I think he definitely is underpriced. The only issue is, you know, will the minutes be there? roger bridges fine contrarian options but i would rather go to lamello if i'm gonna go to one of the main guys there for the hornets as far as the bigs washington plumley and harrell i think my favorite is plumley just because of the matchup like i don't really think P.J. washington or Montrezl harrell can handle rudy gobert on the glass i think Plumley's is probably their best bet to try to stop him. so um i think we probably get mid-20s met some plumley which at 4.7k i think makes him a pretty decent gpp option washington and detroit so again porzingis was awful tonight um just started slow so slow i think he had like one rebound over three in like eight minutes in the first quarter it's like oh okay cool that's how my net's gonna go but um yeah porzingis obviously has a ceiling the minutes happen uh you know 32 back-to-back games. so assuming he plays i think he's a decent contrarian play Kuzma, don't expect him to play, we'll monitor that. Like, mid-range guys, like Denny and Rui should, Rui should play 25 to 30 minutes. They're both fair values. KCP, fine as well, but, again, pretty score-independent Is revenge game spot. Kispert, again, one of those where it's like, yeah, probably not going to kill you. Probably not going to win a tournament. He looks like an okay value. Gafford at 3-7, unless Porzingis sits as more of a secondary play. If Porzingis does sit, then Gafford obviously, obviously looks really, really good. And then that trio of point guards, Ishmith, Neto, and Sato. Good luck trying to figure out what the it's going to be for those guys. On the Detroit side, Cade Cunningham. Again, um, every time I play him, he's in foul trouble. Every time I don't, he absolutely smashes. Um, so last uh, last game, he picked up two quick fouls when I had him. But um, I do like the matchup a lot for him. Minutes-wise, it should be mid-30s. So I just don't love the price point. That's the only issue with Cade. Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, both feel a little bit pricey. I know Grant's played well of late, but I don't want to chase that. Um, there's not a lot else that stands out to me on the Pistons side. I guess Kellen Hayes okay at four one for tournaments. He had a big game last game, but it was a blowout. So, yeah, kind of an unappealing team on the Golden State side. So, still no Steph Curry. A uh, Steph Curry Jordan Poole at seven eight. I feel I feel like it's still a little bit too cheap. He's going to play close to forty minutes, and he is going to be uh, one of their main playmakers. Six and nine assists over the last couple games. So, I think Poole looks really solid here. uh Still feels a little bit underpriced. Clay Thompson feels a little bit overpriced. He can still have a ceiling. Uh, But a little bit more score independent as opposed to Poole, who'll do more of the ball handling. Wiggins feels a little bit pricey as well. Draymond Green, they're capping him at around 30 minutes, so doesn't really stand out to me. Um, I will mention Otto Porter has played pretty well off the bench last few games, playing like mid 20s minutes. I think he's a decent option. I do think last couple games of 16 and 15 rebounds are definitely outlier performances, but. Um, if he's going to play mid 20s, Mets, I think he's a fair option. Kaminga probably goes back to around 20, makes him a viable tournament play. Uh, the Mets have been trending down on Looney, so probably not going to go there. On the Atlanta side, um, Trey Young, 10 7, feels a little bit pricey, but I don't mind him as a contrary GPP play. Capello was awful last game. They benched him. I would assume he goes back to 25 to 30 Mets, which makes him a fair play there in the mid range. Uh, the rest of Atlanta, Lovodanovic, and Herder and Galenar, and Hunter all just look okay. I guess my preferred option probably would be Gallo, who's played now over 30 minutes in the last three games. But there's no, like, standouts there. Okongwu will play the backup five. If you think Capella struggles, you can go to him. Like, he'll play around 18 to 20 minutes. So he's a fair play. But um, if for some reason Capella struggles, then Okongwu could play a little bit more. New York and Miami, so awful, awful matchup here, but we do have two big pieces of news, Randall and Mitch Robinson, both questionable. If they both cannot go, I think the guy that stands up the most to me at first would be Obi Toppin who played 40 minutes last game just because the center position would be, would be uh, locked down with Jericho Sims and Taj Gibson. So Obi would probably have to play all the minutes he could handle. So would really like Obi even if it's a, even though it's a bad matchup. But then RJ Barrett should also have a very high usage uh, and probably play around 40 minutes. So those two would stand out to me even in a tough matchup if Randall and Mitch Robinson are both out and then, like, you can, like, dabble in some Burks and some quickly and Fournier. I think they look okay. And the center position will be Taj and Sims. Neither are super productive players. I think they split it pretty evenly. I would probably lean Taj over Sims, but they both look pretty similar to me. They're just, like, fair values. Um, now, if Mitchell Robinson and Randall both play, then it's a different story. Then I don't know if there's anything that stands out. Maybe a contrarian Mitchell Robinson and hope he saves out of foul trouble, but... Then the Knicks would be pretty uncomfortable if they both play. On the Miami side, can they stop listing like the whole team is questionable? It's impossible to break down. So we have Jimmy, Hero, Martin, Robinson, Tucker, all questionable. If they all miss, obviously Glowry like and Bam are going to look really, really good. Valley looks like Struss and Morris and you know whoever else is active would be in play. Um, so it's really hard to say. If all the questionable guys are in, there's nothing that really stands out to me on the Miami side. So, again, Miami is just too hard to say right now. Dallas and Minnesota, I, I kind of, I think Luka bounces back here. I know he had a tough uh, tough game last game against Minnesota. Same spot here. I do think that will lower the ownership recency bias. People will see that matchup against Minnesota and see that he struggled and probably avoid him. I'm fine going right back to Luka. Um, so, yeah, sure. He's had a couple of bad shooting games of late. Doesn't matter at all to me. I still think he's uh, one of the better sped-ups in the slate. So, still like Luka. Brunson he overpriced with Luka back. Powell's played better of late, but he's almost 5K. Kleba, I guess, is okay at 3.8K. He'll play the backup five, probably 20 20 minutes. He's probably my second favorite play on the Dallas side. Minnesota, so Cat's questionable, but I expect him to play. He's been questionable the last couple games. So, like, Cat, Edward, Zelo, make for all solid GBP plays. Um, you know, one of these guys probably has a good game. The price points have dropped a bit in Edwards and D'Lo. It's a little bit easier to get to those guys, but still Dallas has been tough defensively. The guy that stands out to me is Patrick Beverly at seven. He's going to play around 30 minutes, assuming he doesn't get ejected or injured. Um, and he's a guy that can kind of do everything for the team. So I think Patrick Beverly makes her a very safe value play. Um, Vanderbilt, low to mid-20s minutes, I think is a fair guess for him, which makes him, you know, viable. Malik Beasley, viable tournament play off the bench, low 20s minutes, kind of score independent, but does have a ceiling. Torian Prince has been in the rotation. Nas Reed, if Cackett's in foul trouble, will play more. Obviously, it's a good point for a guy. So, you know, kind of a large field tournament play, but um, he's always someone you can consider. Houston and Portland. So, two awful teams going up against each other. Should actually be a decent game for DFS purposes. So then Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. both stand out to me. 8.2 for Christian Wood. Um, this game should stay competitive. So, I think Wood looks really solid. I think Kevin Porter Jr. looks really good. I expect mid-30s minutes are both in the spot. So, those two look good. Jalen Green at 5'6", I think looks pretty solid as well. He's been consistently playing over 30 minutes, a little bit more score independent, so he has a little bit of a lower floor, but I think he's still firmly, firmly in play. I don't hate Jay Sean Tate spending some foul trouble. I think low to mid-20s minutes is a fair guess for him, which makes him a viable value. And then there's a lot of guys look similar, like Sangoon and Schroeder and Martin and Gordon. I don't know if there's any standouts here. I mean, Gordon is 3.4K, but... The minutes have slowly been ticking down on him, right, 21, 25, and 23 over the last three games. And the Portland side, so we got confirmation that Hart and Winslow is out. I believe Simons is going to be out as well. I don't. I looked at Underdog, though. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I saw a confirmation on that, but I don't think he plays. So assuming Simons is out, Portland's going to be pretty short-handed. They started Chris Dunn last game. If he starts again, I think he stands out as one of the better values. Didn't really get a minutes bump, but he's been productive, and this is a good matchup. And he can stuff a stat sheet, so I like Chris Dunn either way. Um, as far as the bigs go, Watford and Eubanks both look decent in the mid range here. Eubanks been uh, consistently playing around thirty minutes. Watford as well. Watford does have that power forward eligibility, so both those bigs look pretty good. Um, Brandon Williams um, started the second half last game when Winslow was out, so we'll see if they start Williams and Dunn together. Um, if they do, you know Williams obviously playable, but a little bit harder to get to with his price point as opposed to Chris Dunn. Um, the rest of the value, it's like yeah, hard to trust anyone. LB at 4 2 is playable. I think low 20s minutes is a fair guess for him. Mac moore we know has his healing if he knocks down his shots. He's actually shot relatively well of late, but has a very low floor if he's missing his shots. Keon Johnson has been awful. Awful, awful, awful. Uh Greg Brown at 34, not the worst point per minute guy, not a bad point per minute guy. Only put 12 minutes here because of massive foul trouble. 27 in the other two games, so like. If we get over 20 minutes from Greg Brown at 3.4, I think that makes him look okay. And the final game here, Philadelphia and the Clippers. So on the Philadelphia side, I think Joel Embiid and Harden both look decent. Embiid being my uh, preferred option of the two, though, um, had a great first three quarters in the Lakers. I think he had, like, 53 and then did nothing in the fourth. But like the spot a lot there for Embiid. Again, Harden has kind of taken a backseat of late, but he's still playable and Harris feel a little bit overpriced. The rest of Philadelphia, there's nothing that stands out to me. And finally, the Clipper side, so I mean this team. So we got news that Reggie Jackson is going to be limited to 32 minutes, Marcus Morris to 25, and Batum to 19 for the rest of the regular season. So don't think we can get to any of those guys. Um, Zubach, if he stays out of foul trouble probably plays 25 to 30 minutes, but it's a good chance he gets into some foul trouble if you think he gets in foul trouble you can look to Harden sign to 5k would play the backup five we know he's a good point for minute guy so the two centers are in play there for the clippers i mean man i don't think there's so many limitations on him so i would think he plays as many as he can handle which i think makes him playable there in the mid-range and then some of this value with like the, those other guys being limited like canard and coffee i think are playable for three and 4.2k respectively but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. So really appreciate all your support. Thanks again. Again, if you do like, just make sure to hit the like button. Uh, helps me out a ton. Let's aim for 100 likes, subscribe with the notification bell, all that good stuff. Have a great rest of your night, and I will see everyone in the next video.